0: This is Comet Picks by the Glick. Hey, and I'm your host Jason Glick. How you doing, Jason? Hey, I'm doing good. And hey, John, you realize this is going to be this is be a 50th podcast for no for Comet Picks by the Glick. Huh, 50th. That's pretty cool. And um, due to the uh, the short timing of this, we're actually doing this on Skype today. <laughs> Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are living in the future. That's right; we're we're using future tech. <laughs> so, what do you have this week? Yeah. I don't. I can't see your selections this this time, but uh, what do you have this week for us? Okay, well, this well because it's like the anniversary podcast, and you know, like I'm not gonna like. Well, I'm not gonna go with any uh, special like like retrospect or anything because that would suck. But mm-hmm. so I'm just gonna like gonna focus on something that you know like I it's like a tried and true thing I've done for this podcast. You know, it's I feel like it's that's just a timely thing. Just it usually like whenever like I was like to do like a like tie my podcast into whatever big um, comic comic book movie or or something that comes out. Right. And in this case, well, I don't. There's there's no comic book movie movie out at the moment. There is one on TV, or at least in theory, there is. That <laughs> would be the a new t, new Human Target TV series. Human Target. Yeah, it's human target. It's huh. with Mark, Mark Valley, Chi McBride, and Jeffery Haley. All right, did a great job as as Warshack in uh, Watchmen. And well, I've only seen I haven't watched the series because I've only seen the, uh, the pilot episode the sh- that that was previewed at Comic Con. Oh. And the thing is, I've like, I watched it, and you know, it was good for what it was, but it wasn't what I was expecting because I mean, I, I, I mean, I didn't I didn't beat up on the uh, on the series before, before at all before going into it because I figured that you know the premise you know, of the human target is that it's focused on the, this guy Christopher chance he's like millionaire millionaire guy' like private private detective and just like all all around Jack of all trades who has this job he'll he will impersonate you in order to um in order to help help solve the Solve the problems you're, you're going around. Be it, be it blackmail, um, de- death threats, um, stuff, stuff like that, and that's that's it's a really clever premise, and it works really well for the comic book medium because like you can, have, there, you can just like draw, and you don't have to actually like do any fancy makeup stuff to make make your your lead actor into someone else. You can just have uh, you just like draw another like draw a Chance as the uh, as the other guy, and it works out really well. Hmm. But the TV series that's on right now—they've done a much more literal interpretation of that human target thing. Instead, um, Chance is just a guy who, who just like acts as a literal human target. Huh. Like he'll, like he'll just, like if you're in trouble, he'll just like show up and just like act as the kind of guy who's going to, going to like, um, as a um, person who's person or people who are out to get you. They'll focus on him to get him out of the way, and like that—that's how I'll save your ass. And it was a decent action series, but um, let well, I me mean, action episode anyway. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like it wasn't what I was expecting, and, and you know, like I've kind of gone out, wa- grown out of watching this stuff. I mean, like if it was back in the '80s, I would have like eaten it up. But mm-hmm. now it's like, yeah, you know, I got better things to do with my time. Your your, t- your tastes are more but, refined. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, and most importantly, because like forget aside from the fact that it's like abandoning the central premise of the comic book series mm-hmm. after am... I was because I was like I am mainly familiar with the series through its Vertigo relaunch because yeah. like the series like Christopher Chance was originally like, a DC DC Universe character who was appeared in like a backup action comic sto- stories in the 70s, but he's but he's probably best known in the last decade or so for from um, Peter Milligan's um, stories with him in the Vertigo imprint. Yeah. Now it's been a time honored tradition in, for Vertigo to offer more mature takes on established DC Universe characters and human target is one of their most successful ones because in, in this case, like, well, well, chance is still the kind of guy who will who impersonate you impersonate you to, um, solve, to get, to solve your problems. It's like, he also has this additional problem where he can get so into character that he'll forget who he act like who he actually is. Like he'll start huh. to identify with you so much mm. that he'll, that he'll have that problem. Now that's, now it's something that's touched upon in the first miniseries which he did with artist um Edvin Biokovic who um unfortunately is no longer with us oh. which is a tragedy because he did some really um fantastic work on this on this original miniseries. But the mini series starts up, introduces us to um to Chance, who's been taken out of the action for a while and had his um assistant, Tom McFadden, um take take over for him. Now, McFadden is like it's he, he's um even better than the things that at, I'm um, impersonating people than Chance was, and that's a problem though because he, because while he's great at impersonating other people, he his problem is that he's too he gets frightened of being of being himself because he's because he's the one guy that he feels that Tom Fadden is the one person he can't fail to be at, and this this causes trouble because once because after um the assassin who um who injured Chance um in the first place comes back to get him. It crosses they also crosses path with this um with this um, inner city minister who is who um, McFadden was impersonating at the begin, beginning of the series and after he after he's he's after, after after the minister is taken is taken out and McFadden decides to impersonate him in order to find a way to be with his wife and just slowly, slowly starts sending into even even Greater depths of madness. Mm-hmm. Um, Chance has to, has to step in and start and take care of everything. It's a really, it's a re- really well done a- a piece, piece of act, action and car- character drama, and it also works because he also plays up the um, you never know who the human target is going to be, like in, the, in this min- in this miniseries, just in certain, certain spots, and just it's it's a really it's really well done. To, it's a really well done take on, it's like how, on like how, how hard it is to be to be yourself and to just. It's a, it's just a really entertaining meditation on the nat- nature of identity, and just what, a what it take, what a person will have to do in order to be, to be himself again. Mm. It's great stuff, and it was of it followed up a little while little while later in, by an original graphic novel called Final Cut. All now, right. first thing. One of the most notable things about Final Cut is that it's well, comic books have gotten a lot more expensive over, like, since um, Human Target was originally published. Mm-hmm. Um, the F- Final Cut graphic novel was a uh, was a big example of the whole sticker shock thing because originally it was thirty bucks for a ninety six page graphic novel in hardcover. Hard then you get th- then it eventually came down to twenty bucks in. In soft, in soft cover, but that I tell you, that's still pricey even by today's standards. But that being said, um, DC has been probably been nice enough, and they're trying to cash in on the uh, appeal of the TV series apparently by putting both the original mini series and final cut together in a nice fourteen ninety five soft cover edition. Huh. So uh, that's a great price right there, and I highly recommend picking it up. The collection called Chance Encounters, and okay, in case you're worried that you might be getting um, one. Oh, it's like one great, one great miniseries, and one so graphic novel. Let me tell you that Foul Cut is is just as good as the original miniseries because uh-huh. this time Milligan moves the action to Hollywood, which is great because it's cause, cause it's great so great great backdrop for a story it focuses on it focuses on greed focuses on greed um, art, artifice and just like people people trying to pretend to be something pretending to be something someone that they're not. Uh-huh. Now, and it also um. Gives even more focus to um, Chance's identity issues after he's um, fo- after he's a- um, he's originally um, tasked with coming this with this one actor for 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 a film in order to uh, in order to I, in order to draw, draw out this um, serial killer who's been killing off Hollywood Hollywood actors in, in order to um, pad his bank bank account with the money he gets from them paying him off to stop. Now while Chance take, thinks he takes out this this guy um, another. Another actor um, comes comes to him with, I'm telling him that this guy apparently uh, that his that his son that his son has been kidnapped, and he's going to be and he needs his chance to help in order to like flush out the uh, the guy who uh, who he thought he killed. Now uh, Chris, now through circumstances, Chris winds up I'm um, um impersonating this this actor this guy not an actor a wannabe screenwriter who just who thinks he's thinks he's hot shit but. Nuts! He's just another another wannabe, and it's and just like winds up getting sucked further. T- okay, and Chris winds up getting sucked even further into the, into the web li- whatever lies and deceit that that is that is Hollywood and all the and all the people who live in there. Now, it, and um, the series works this time because it dives even further into Chris's identity issues. And uh, and it's like it's great to see him. It's it's actually great fun to see him like one step behind, um, all, like the people, like the uh, the people behind people who are masterminding this, like this kidnapping, and also to just see him see his identity issues degrade even further as he thinks, as he starts to wonder um whether or not he's act he's actually himself or if he's the sc- or if he's the screenwriter or even the, uh, or even the actor that who's hired who's hired to play he's who's hired him in the first place because he also ends up developing an Romantic interest in the, like in, in the actor's wife. Now it's great great stuff. And I'm glad they're releasing it um, in a ni- nice nice um, dual dual volume edition with the original miniseries. Huh. But now and then you didn't hear anything for for a little while after that. Then they um then they started up a new um this, a couple years a couple of years later they started up a human target ongoing um, series through Vertigo. Huh. Now they've got. Yeah, so they got um, so Milligan was back, and he teamed up with artist Javier Pulido, who also did the uh, did the uh, final cut um, the final cut graphic novel. And he's got a great, great, simple, sleek style. It's got that's um really really appealing to look at, and perfect for this for this for these kind of um, for these kind for these pulpy. Uh, Pulpy action tales. Now, I can't really give give away the opening story to the um, ongoing series too much because it, it ties in dr- directly to to the events at the end of Final Cut. But the ongoing series um, gave um, Milligan a much wider playground to um for from um, Mill- gave Milligan a much wider playground to explore um, Chance's identity issues as he had. Ends up having him impersonate a guy who was killed on on 9/11, a famous baseball player, like, and a, uh, and, let's see, a priest, like a, a convict, and a guy, and a former 60s Zom um, cop, cop killer radical. Hmm, interesting. So they yeah, it's a great, great wide variety of characters, and tells allows Mulligan to tell a lot, lot of great, lot of lot of interesting stories as well, and he's aided aided greatly by by Pluto's art, and also later by um, Cliff Chang. Who, uh, now, there's only been two volumes of these uh, the, of the ongoing series, collected Strike Zones and um, Living in America, which has art by Cliff Chang, who's not entirely dissimilar that, from from Pluto, but he's got a great sense of style and action, and he fits fits the series perfectly. Mm-hmm. Now, normally this would be the where the where the where my review stops, and uh, and uh, because like the uh, listen, they only done they only did two issue two volumes of the of the ongoing series, but there's eleven issues left. Mm. Fortunately, yeah, fortunately my uh, com- one one time when I was at my comic shop, I noticed they had the last eleven issues, so I went and picked them up. And really, it's like it's it's still actually it's still really entertaining stuff. I mean, like you get to see get to see Chris infiltrate a human smuggling ring, um am pu- um, I'm infiltrate a new occult a where the uh, where they're, Leader is posing as the is the is the new Messiah, huh. and also um, you get to see it, you get to see um, Tom McFadden come back at the very end, which is which is a great wrap up to the entire series because he's because he's finally realized that in order to um, that well he can't he can't really be anyone else. The one person he can be is Christopher Chance. <laughs> yeah. Now it's a lot of this stuff is is great fun, and I'll and I think the only issues I that most people would have with this are some. Um, revolve around um, Milligan's tendency towards um, overly quirky, over, overly quirky dial, dialogue. When, which, which involve, which basically, because um, he, Milligan, he's never been a very straightforward writer. In in most cases, like he'll always find ways to just have characters like talk talk about their their mental state and talk about their and just make oblique references to to like how they're feeling at this time. In some cases, that can be um, very odd, like when he's writing X-Men, for example. But, but in this case, it, works, it generally works pretty well, because Christopher's scenario, is the, the premise of the series um, really just ties in really well to what he's to like Milligan's taste. But then, then he gets bits like when this one guy is, is, shot, shot, is shot dead, and he's dying in Chris's arms, and the guy asks him to impersonate his priest friend. Chris goes, damn, a dying request. How I hate those. It's just kind of things that kinda of like um like it's it's witty but it also kinda of drags you out as well. Huh. But overall it's like I I really I've really enjoyed the series and I wish wish it could have gone on longer. But even so, the what we got is is still pretty good. And to be honest, um I honestly don't know if like, if we necessarily would have got how much better it would have gotten had things had things kept going to the point where um, like where just like Milligan had freedom to end the series whenever he wanted, because I don't know, it's like there wasn't really a ongoing, ser- ongoing storyline um developed except for uh, Chris's um, relationship with the uh, wife of the uh, Holly- of the actor he impersonated in Final Cut, and even that um, wrapped up pretty well in the final arc. So, so like I said, the fir- these four volumes, well three now, um, are highly recommended, and if you ever get the chance. Chance, and you can and you can read these without having to worry about picking up the last issues of the of the ongoing series. But if you do track down those eleven issues, you won't be disappointed either. Hmm. Okay. And after the TV series, well, it seems to be doing all right. But you know, it's a I'll be looking forward to. Uh, I I understand that there was another series back in the '90s starring Rick, Rick Springfield that actually did adhere to the. Uh, the premise, but and I remember I actually honestly vaguely remember watching that as a kid. Uh-huh. But it's one of those cases where you know it's like I I wouldn't want to. Uh, I'm sure, if I want to go back and watch it, since I could really honestly don't know how that would hold up. In fact, I'd much rather um, ask ask Sebastian or Jess um, if they remember watching it in the nineties and see what and see what their opinions were. Uh-huh. Okay, but you know, but hey, that's that's the way it goes and. That's that's all I got for you right now. So hey, another recommendation, and hey, you're hopefully another 50, another 50 successful podcasts in the future. Absolutely, and we'll see you next time then, right? Right. All right. Okay. Later. Later, guys. Bye.